What's up? It is Tracy Jackson, also known as the Spiritual Cheerleader, coming to you live with your weekly pep. Welcome to episode 47 of Weekly Pep. This week's episode is entitled, What to Do When You Feel Stuck. So many of us on this path called life have instances where there's something that we desire, something that we want to obtain, or some goal that we want to reach, um, that we feel stuck in our journey in trying to get there, in trying to achieve that goal, or in trying to obtain what we desire. We feel stuck. We feel like we can't move forward, um, and that we are kind of blocked from getting to where it is that we want to go. And this week's episode is really speaking to that feeling of feeling like you can't get there, feeling like I don't know how to get there, um, and addressing certain areas that make us feel like we're stuck and really speaking to resolving being stuck in those areas. So the first area that I want to talk about is perfectionism because that's been one that has really been an obstacle for me. Um, Obviously, growing up, I was very much expected to um, get good grades, um, you know, meet all the obligations, be the good girl, all of those things. And that manifested in being perfect or wanting to be perfect or feeling the need to be perfect um, and feeling, you know, like many times things that I did wasn't good enough or um, wasn't as perfect as it could be or that, you know, it wasn't as good as it could be. And I many times, um, have felt stuck on my path. And a lot of times, you know, I always used to say, um, with myself that I, I kind of liked to procrastinate because when I procrastinated, I couldn't, I didn't really have time to be, you know, in my head about, oh my God, this isn't perfect. This isn't whatever. I was more, uh, focused on, I got to get this done got to get this done or else, right? So I didn't really have the time to think about the perfectionism component when I was rushing just to get it done. And <laughs> that, that feeling has kind of, you know, kept with me um, over the years um, until recently. And I, like, I still have my moments of perfectionism and feeling like I you know, want something to just be utterly, you know, ideal and, and meet all of the boxes that I have in my head that it's supposed to meet. And for whatever reason, it falls flat. And I'm going, it just didn't make it like it wasn't perfect. And, um, it, it stifles me in sharing because I'm, I, I say to myself, oh my God, like, I shared this, it didn't, it didn't go where it it needed to go, or I can't really get my head around what I should say in this arena. So I end up not doing anything, right? That's the perfectionism component. So one of the, the areas where this has really manifested for me is in writing. 
obviously. I went to school for writing, um, was a English writing major in college, did all different types of writing, um, and I was writing, you know, in my eyes, really stellar stuff um, just two years ago um, in the in the social media world. I felt very, very comfy in my writing and what I was sharing and how I was sharing it and all this other stuff. And as I, you know, moved further and further into kind of like the divine feminine essence and, you know, getting into flow with spirit, I, it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't speak. Like, it was almost like I got tongue tied. I got like this, almost like this writer's block around me. And whenever I would write, I would critique myself and go, this is horrible. Like, what the heck happened to the girl from last year, right? I would, I was literally coming up against myself um, in my distaste (laughs) for my writing. And it just so happened that um, recently I went to an event where I you know, one of the teachers or the teacher of the event who happens to be uh, a woman who's created a million Oracle decks, not a million, but a lot of Oracle decks and a lot of um, books that have really been instrumental to my life, a lot of Fairchild. Um, she was talking about the fact that on this path, many times we can kind of get bogged down and we'll, we'll produce things and we'll just think it's utter crap right? And it's because we've, we've kind of set, you know, we've, we've seen and felt and tasted, um, divinity, right? We've kind of seen the pinnacle of what that looks like. And yet we can't seem to grasp it in the terms that we want to grasp. Um, and that manifests itself into this whole perfectionism, right? Um, but, in trying to be perfect, we're not sharing anything. We're not putting anything out there. So no one is hearing from us. No one's sharing from us. Um, you know, like they're just wondering like, what happened to this person? Because we're so busy trying to be perfect. So nothing gets out there. Right. And so when we're, we are in this mode of perfectionism, we're usually comparing, Maybe we're comparing against ourselves. Maybe we're comparing against, you know, someone who is a teacher to us. Maybe we're comparing against someone who has written something similar to us or is doing something very similar to us. And that perfectionism keeps us stuck because we feel like we can't do it as well as they did or we can't do it um, in this way or whatever. But the comparison game really has to stop. We can't compare ourselves to those people because we don't know their trajectory. We don't know the things that they're going through. We don't know what they're doing, what's in their being. For me personally, um, you know, I, I was struggling with, like I said, writing, right? And so I just kind of cut myself off from writing. But what I did find is that spirit was leading me to write. It just was leading me to write differently because it wanted me to get back into the flow of writing, but writing not for, um, 
likes or comments or posts or whatever, but writing for myself and writing for things that shifted me, writing for things that helped me to move forward. And then taking those things that were shifting me and helping uh, me and using them to help others. Right? So, um, the thing that, you know, I recommend when we're in that perfectionism mode is really to, to take a step back, to stop comparing ourselves to that other person or to ourselves at some point in time and to meet ourselves where we are right there in that moment and to do what feels good for us in that moment, whatever that may be. It may not be, um, you know, painting, you know, the Sistine Chapel or, or, you know, but it, it's going to be something that feels good to us in that moment. And maybe it's just writing in your journal or maybe it's just dancing to your heart's content or whatever. Um, it's going to help you get out of that perfectionism mode and really get back to you and your heart um, and what needs to come through you. So with that first you know, item of perfectionism, release that, that feeling of perfectionism and allow spirit to kind of work through you. And like I said, when we're, when we're allowing spirit to work through us, it's not like we're trying to make something happen. It's not like we're trying to actively do something. It's really being led, being led by spirit to, to move in a certain area. Like I said, I really, really wanted to write. I really wanted to write certain things. I wanted to, I would love to share every day on Facebook and Instagram and all those other places, right? Um, but it just, it, it doesn't work for me many times because I'm not sharing from a place that I, I, where I really, really want to share. I'm sharing because I feel some sense of obligation or duty to share. And that's not a good place to be sharing from, right? So now I share when I feel led to share and I write in my journal every day, um, not from obligation or duty to write in my journal every day, but because I want to write in my journal every day. So I've kind of released that perfectionism and allowed myself to explore my creativity through my journaling. And when there's something to share, I share it. And when there's not, I don't. So I release that perfectionism in that realm. The next area is overwhelm. Um, this is another big one that, that really gets me because I, many times, you know, the task can seem utterly monumental. I remember, you know, growing up having to write papers and do things and being like, oh my God, I've got so much work to do. And, you know, my mother used to always say, take one day, take it one day at a time. Um, luckily I haven't had anything so overwhelming <laughs> in these last few years. So she hasn't had to tell me that, but she'd say, take it one day at a time, you know, like, you know, just go down your list and, and do like the easiest thing first, because if you do that easiest thing, that's one thing you can mark off your list. Right. And you just keep going, keep going until you, you attack, tackle everything that you need to get done. And the same holds true for, 
when you feel stuck. When you feel stuck and overwhelmed, if you just take one step toward whatever it is that you want to do, it ends up manifesting and, and being something great. Going back to my journaling exercise, like I said, I felt spirit leading me to journal. It was like, get in that journal every day and just, you know, do your thoughts, share your thoughts, you know, and sometimes some amazing stuff would come through um, when I was just journaling my thoughts, you know, spirit would speak to me through the, the journaling process. I was able to get stuff down there. And next thing I know, wow, like that's an actual amazing thought. I'm going to share that here. Or, ow, that's an actually amazing thought. I'm going to take that and put that um, as a paragraph for my book or whatever. It was not the intention when I was writing in the journal to use that, but it helped me to have less overwhelm because I didn't feel pressure to do the thing that I was trying to do. I was just taking a step that felt good to me. Um, and many times if we can just take a step that feels good to us um, in the realm of what it is we're trying to achieve or what it is that we are wanting to do, um, even if it's not a huge step, the universe will answer us and, and give us, you know, back uh, a, a wealth of inspiration and a wealth of motivation to help us to move, move along on our path. Like I said, with, with journaling, I didn't expect much out of it, but once I started doing it, I really started getting inspired to do a little bit more, um, sharing and, and, and getting out there and more writing even in my journal. So that's, something that just taking that one step will do. As Joseph Campbell said, if we take one step toward the gods, they will take 10 steps towards us. So take that step today to move forward and get unstuck. The next area um, where we might feel stuck is self-sabotage. And self-sabotage occurs basically when we are fearing our success or our failure. So if we feel that, you know, we're scared that we're going to fail and that we're going to have to go back to doing something that we're going to do, many times that keeps us from doing anything different. We just stay in the routine. We stay in the familiar. And that's kind of that next step that we're going to talk about with routine, how to kind of get out of that, that fear uh, of failure. So I'm going to save that portion of it for the routine part. But on the fear of success side, a lot of us um, are scared of stepping into our power. You know, uh, our, we're afraid to experience what it would be like to be someone who has, you know, done all these things because we don't know how to be in that, in that space. We don't know how to operate in it. We don't know how to, um, cultivate it. And a lot of times we feel that maybe, you know, for whatever reason that we're an imposter that, you know, will be found out that people will find out that we don't know as much as we think we know, or, or we say we know, or that we won't, you know, um, meet the needs that the people that we're trying to help uh, actually need. 
Well, the thing that's kind of really helped me on this is a two-part thing. The first one is um, one that (laughs) I got from Gabby Bernstein, who I believe got it from Yogi Bhajan, uh, which is, it's not about you. Like the work that we are trying to do, whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish, whatever it is that we desire, it's really not about us many times. Most times we're doing it because we have a greater purpose in mind. Sometimes it's the greater purpose of taking care of our families and, you know, having and living a more fulfilling life and being able to give a more fulfilling life to our family members. Um, Sometimes it's literally just helping people to get through their stuff. I mean, you know, for me, I, I really have this desire to help people who feel, um, as like I felt when, you know, just a couple of years ago that I really feel like I should be doing something more, um, with my life, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to, um, get out of what I'm currently doing to do something that's going to help other people. Um, because I've become accustomed to the, the livelihood that this, that this other, you know, identity has offered me. So I don't really know how to step out of it. Right. So that's kind of my heart area. Um, but recognizing that it's not about you has helped me tremendously. Um, because it takes my ego out of it. It takes me, you know, kind of putting my ego to the side and saying, what is it that I need to do to help this person right now in right, right in this way? I mean, if my ego was in it, I would have given up this podcast a long time ago because it's not, it's not like it's, you know, turning over high volume and I, you know, I'm getting all these speaking engagements and, you know, I, um, I'm getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of clients just from a podcast. Right. Um, but I do it because I feel led to do it because I feel like somebody might need something that I'm sharing about. Maybe they won't need it today. Maybe they won't need it tomorrow. Maybe they won't even need it a year from now, but, but it's out there. If they're looking for it, they'll find it. And it just might be that, you know, I'm before my time or whatever. And that's fine. You know, that happens. But it's something that's a call on my heart and something I want to do. It's not about me. So I keep doing it. The second thing is to recognize that what you desire, what um, you want to achieve is something that only you can do and only you can do in the way that you're going to do it. I know a lot of people, um, especially in the space of, you know, wanting to be entrepreneurs or, you know, creatives and things like that. They, they say, oh, wow, like everything's already been done. Everybody's already, you know, uh, done anything. And that's, you know, something that has been going on from biblical times um, in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, it says like there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Um, everything's already been done. But the thing is, no one is going to say it the way that you're going to say it. A really good example of this is, you know, Marianne Williamson and Gabby Bernstein. Gabby Bernstein learned, um, you know, and, and was taught through, you know, Marianne Williamson's public lectures uh, from A Course in Miracles. 
Gabby talks about how she went to to Marianne and said, you know, I really want to teach A Course in Miracles, but I want to teach it to younger people. And she said, okay, go teach A Course in Miracles to younger people. And when Gabby started, she said, I felt like I was Marianne Williamson. I felt like I talked like her, sounded like her, did all this stuff, and it wasn't resonating. But then I found my voice. And her voice is one that resonated with me. That's how I kind of found A Course in Miracles was through Gabby. Um, But she was speaking in terms that I understood. Um, She was sharing from a place that I understood. And when I finally did happen upon Marianne Williamson, I was able to take her because I had kind of been introduced um, on a more, uh, a more, you know, surface level to A Course in Miracles such that when I wanted to go deeper with it, I was able to find a teacher that took me a little bit deeper with it and I was able to digest the deeper knowledge, right? Um, but if I had just gone straight to Marianne, it, it might not have worked for me because it was just too much to take in at that time. I needed it in the way that Gabby was packaging it so that I could understand it. And that same thing holds true for you. The experiences that Gabby went through, obviously some of them are similar, some of them are not, (laughs) but you know, uh, I really identified with her on the relationship front. and, and some of the things that she talked about in relation to relationships, I identified with her. I identified with her on the perfectionism front. And those were things that really spoke to me. Um, her stories around those things and how she kind of overcame her issues and struggles and challenges in those arenas. Those things really spoke to me. Um, and it, it was her experience shared which is what spoke to me. It wasn't the fact that she was just teaching A Course in Miracles. It was the way she was teaching A Course in Miracles, which was informed by her experiences and and ways of being. And the same holds true for us. Each of us has a, a particular way to share. So... Moving on to the final uh, area, because I'm already close to time, is um, the routine area. And this can be um, a big area, like if we, we fear failing, this is an area that can help us in, the, in combating the fear of failure as well. Um, because many times when we fear failing, we feel stuck and we're, we're afraid to move <laughs> because we're scared that, you know, bad things are going to happen. And, you know, uh, if I do this, then, you know, I might have to, I might not make it. And then I'll have to go back and do the, the, you know, soul crippling job that I didn't want to do in the first place. Right. So we have to work up our muscles to do things differently. And, you know, stepping out of our routine is one way to, to do this simply. Um, one of the easiest ways that I've found to step out of routine is doing something different during the day. So if I normally wake up at 6.30 in the morning, um, I immediately turn on my phone, read the news. I then, you know, go brush my teeth, eat breakfast, hop in the car, wait in traffic, and then go to work go eat lunch at my desk and then leave work and come back home through traffic and then go to sleep and do it all over again the next day. 
one of those things needs to change. <laughs> Whatever that might be for you, one of those things needs to change. So maybe uh, I wake up at six. Maybe I do stay waking up at 6.30, but instead of actually reading that news story, I turn on uh, a song from Spotify and I listen to songs that are uplifting in the morning. Um, and I listen to those uplifting, happy beat songs um, before, while I'm getting dressed, while I'm eating breakfast and in the way on my car. And wow, that traffic doesn't seem as bad today because I'm in a good mood. Wow. Right. And then at lunch, I decide to walk over to the restaurant that's next door to my office and I see the beautiful uh, aspects of nature. Like I feel the sun on my skin. I see the birds. I hear the birds chirping. You know, I see the beautiful trees. You know, I see the water features like, oh, this is so amazing. Right. And then I end up having this amazing, blissful day. And that that small, small change, um, ends up having ripple effects that make me start doing other things differently and start, you know, changing things in my life. Maybe I then decide, wow, I'm going to, instead of waking up at six 30, I'm going to wake up at six and I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to wake up at six and go to that yoga class, or I'm going to wake up at six and do that meditation. And before you know it, you started on a path of becoming who you were truly meant to be because you start experiencing things that feed your soul and feed your heart in a way that um, just waking up and reading those news stories on your phone did not, right? It's stepping out of that routine. And even if you have stepped out, let's say you have stepped out of your routine in some way, you are doing things differently and you still feel stuck sometimes. Like you're sitting there, you're ready to write or you're ready to paint and nothing comes forth, right? What can you do? Well, you can get into your body, right? Um, one of, you know, one of my favorite things is uh, when I kind of have these momentary feelings of like, Oh, I'm stuck. I just don't know. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. I don't really like what's going on. I don't really know what to say. I will get on blast some music and just dance it out, have a little dance break. Right. Um, or I'll, you know, take the time and say, nothing's happening with this right now. So I'm just going to do a whole yoga routine. <laughs> I I'm going to do this yoga workout that I have and you know, whatever, or I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes because like nothing's happening here. So might as well take this time where nothing's happening to do something productive. Right. Um, or even, you know what, I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now. I'm going to go take a shower and then I'll come back to this. All of those things take you out of your head and put you into your body. You're not able to really focus and think and overanalyze because you're so concentrating on doing something else. You're concentrating on, you know, letting the thoughts go when you're just dancing it out. When, when you're in that shower and you're letting the water just hit your body, you're really feeling that water hit your body. You're not, and like I said, this doesn't work for everybody because some people are in the shower thinking and overthinking and going, what do I need to do about this? And what do I need to do about that? And so if you're in the shower doing that, it's not going to come, 
Um, but if that's a place where you can kind of find sanctuary and that you let go and release those thoughts, then that's the place where you're going to get that inspired guidance. And for me, like I said, it's most times dancing or yoga or something meditating that usually gets me out. Um, to help me to stop obsessing. So find that thing that works for you to get out of your routine and get into your body space to help you um, allow that 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 feeling to kind of just flow through and that inspiration to just flow through. So I hope that that helped you guys this week. Like I said, the four big hurdles I see are perfectionism, overwhelm, self-sabotage, and routine. Um, to combat perfectionism, stop comparing, um, for overwhelm, take that one step for, you know, the self-sabotage, recognize it's not about you and also recognize that you're the only one that can share in the way that you're going to share. And finally for, (laughs) for routine, um, to get out of those routines, do something different, try something different, get into your body, move around. And if you need help in any of these arenas, feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email address is Tracy S. Jackson 444 at Gmail. That's Tracy T-R-A-C-I-S as in Sam and <laughs> Jackson, uh, just like Michael, 444 at gmail.com. Um, and incidentally, it is 444, so that's pretty cool as well. Um If you, like I said, need any assistance or help, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear back from you. There's this little thing um, called uh, messages, voice messages that you can send on anchor.fm that I can even include in my show or answer um, for you if you have things that you want me to answer in future shows. So feel free to send me one of those uh, from time to time. Uh, cause I'd be happy to answer them. And, um, I hope you have a great week this week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Feel free to subscribe and like, and all those other good things, give ratings. I would really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.